Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 73 and this is our quarantine edition. We have all three comadres here. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Welcome back, everyone. Yay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Somehow I'm going to have to figure out how we could put in our applause because I miss it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I just noticed I just... actually right now. Well, when we mm. were recording with Javier the other day, I missed it because there were so many times where I was like waiting to hear the laughter or the applause and it was not there. <laughs> or, my, yeah. or my all-time favorite one, the, um, the Careless Whispers. What? <laughs> the, the little careless whispers clip that I sometimes like put from on the careless whisper music. Yeah, song? yeah. I don't remember. It's, it's been so long. It's been so long. You were gonna say uh, the salty cat. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that is a favorite yeah. too. Rare <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to? I know it's taken us a while to kind of get back in the swing of things, but I think I feel really positive about us going forward and recording new episodes. We have a lot yeah. of content. I'm super excited, super pumped. What have you guys been doing on this quarantine stuff? Well, with me, this is, geez, how many weeks? The shop has been reopened since the end of May. Uh, we opened for three days, um, mm -hmm. I think May 28th or 7th. Um, we, we were open for three days before the um, protests and slash um, craziness happened. In, well, the protests weren't crazy. It was the, rooting, the rioting and looting that got crazy, and um, our shop was looted. And so we closed down, we were open for three days and we closed down for another week after being closed for two and a half months. So that's yeah. been crazy, but getting back into the swing of actually having customers in the shop, making sure they have masks on, making sure that they use uh, hand sanitizer and just really trying to stay safe while we are trying to run a business is kind of where we've been at the last couple of, of months. And, um, it's a lot. Like it's very stressful. Mm -hmm. The, the customer base really isn't there anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unfortunately, uh, Heidi Ho is in Santa Monica, which is a very huge tourist attraction in Los Angeles. And right now um, is peak tourist season. And it is kind of creepy when you go in down the streets of Santa Monica and it's like so just desolate and just quiet and not very many people walking around. It's actually increased a little bit, but um, there's no tourists coming in. Uh, most people are locals. Um, a lot of tourists from overseas used to come and also a lot of tourists from just other places in the country. So um, nobody's really traveling right now. And so, uh, yeah, like Jen said, the customer base has dwindled and um, just really trying to do what we can with who is coming in. And then also comic shops and gaming stores who had um, ongoing in-store events are suffering because 
they're not able to have groups of people. I mean, uh, almost 50% of our business was people collecting together at least five to six times a week to play Magic the Gathering. And we can't do that right now. And so that's a big hit nope. to, to gaming stores everywhere um, because that income is just not coming. And it's going to have a long-term effect because um, the gamers themselves are being offered online gaming, which existed before COVID, but a lot of people didn't like it and didn't prefer it. And so they would continue to go do in person, but now a lot of people are forced to do that. And I think that um, it might be hard to get those customers back in once they, once they start to kind of get used to being able to just play at home. Right, right. Um, have you gotten any uh, person that comes in with that, what, without a mask and giving you like problems? That's one thing that we were really concerned about. Um, and it's, it's stressful on a day-to-day -day basis and having to just even, it's almost like working at a, like as a kindergarten teacher, because you're having to monitor the entire time, not just waiting as people walk in to see if they have masks or because we have a little hand sanitizing station and making sure that they hand sanitize, but that also once they're in the store that they keep their mask on or that they socially distance from other people. Like we've tried to move things apart so that um, it encourages, uh, it doesn't encourage people to stand close together. Um, but we had a customer come in today. He was not, no ill intent, but you know, we had our mask on and he comes up to the counter and takes his mask off and I'm just looking at him. He's like, oh, we're friends. I'm like, oh yeah, because you know, that COVID, that COVID just doesn't transfer between friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's scary. So, it is scary. It is scary. But I mean, to your point, Sarah, here in Los Angeles County, I've seen multiple stories about, um, about retail businesses, food businesses that have had their poor employees just like yelled at and things thrown at them and just all kinds of like physical and verbal violence happening. A lot of these retail people are young students um, having to deal with just the craziness of a customer coming in and, and not wanting to follow the rules. And we haven't had that yet. Um, there is still a, a homeless population in Santa Monica that um, comes into the store that we have to really monitor because they might not have access to a mask and um, have to unfortunately turn them away. But um, so far, we haven't had any really crazy reactions. There was one guy who we had a blood drive in the shop a couple of weeks ago. And because we were having a blood drive, it was a little bit more of a heightened situation where they actually were taking temperatures of every single person that walked into the into the um, store and unfortunately they didn't have those little the little ones the guns that take your temperature on your forehead they were asking that everybody do the mouth one and you know if you've been to the doctor they just stick the sleeve on it and put it in your mouth and then take it off and then do the next person yes well this dude was not having it and he started like being becoming like kind of belligerent and very loud and like yelling at the poor nurse. It wasn't even Eddie or I, but the nurse was getting yelled at. And he was just there to pick something up he'd already paid for. And Eddie was able to, you know, like calm him down and talk to him and stuff. But he just like went off. And I was like, oh, that's like, 
like it happening right there in front of me like I can see and I've, I've witnessed it just in public where someone doesn't have a mask like I went to um, an antique fair and everyone had a mask on but you know there was always one and people kind of called him out on it and he started yelling and waving his hands and so yeah I'm I'm not looking forward to and hopefully it doesn't happen but I'm not looking forward to if I ever have to deal with somebody like that wow that's crazy how about you Jen like it's inevitable um my mom's back home uh yeah so uh to those who don't know uh I'm not very vocal about like super personal stuff and stuff like that but my mom was actually stuck uh in guatemala through for four months oh shit for four i months. had no idea yep uh so she was in uh, in guatemala for four months she could not fly back because all fl- all flights in guatemala were grounded you could not leave and no, just one had the- and no one could leave bad timing like she it, traveled yeah. it was just bad timing it was, it was, yeah, it was a bad timing and unfortunate event and stuff like that. But she's home, and throughout that time, I had been helping my dad and stuff like that. But now that she's home, I've been playing a lot of video games. I've been playing, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight, which is a horror-based survivor game. Ooh. Uh, and it's basically, you can either play as the killer, and you need to kill all four people uh, via, like, hooks or by letting them bleed out, whatever, or... <laughs> Or something like that. Um, Or you can play as a survivor and you have to avoid the killer, fix five generators, and then open the gate and leave. And uh, each one has, like, different, like, different perks or different uh, abilities that help them out with the game or different ways of playing the game. I personally like the sneaky uh, character. uh, And that's basically I have everything equipped that helps me sneak around and stay quiet and they, they never see me the way i play the game is i don't see the killer they don't see me that's it <laughs> and then i and then i escape uh, so do the four players who are trying to elude the killer do they work together or are they just kind of like there and you <laughs> have to kind of work around them as well the best way to play is with friends uh well one because it's really really funny and it's just how different ways like you and your friends play yeah uh and two is just it makes communication easier it's harder to communicate when you're solo playing with other people yeah it's just you so that's when it that's although that is pretty interesting too because then you can kind of see how uh how like kind of how people play and personally like i said i like to be sneaky and I like to, like, not see the killer. But I usually go out of my way to help my teammates if they get caught or if they need healing and stuff like that. So I will, like, leave a generator or go and find somebody and work on a generator with them because it makes it go faster. Okay. So the point of the game is, like, you can either work together or mm-hmm. you can all do your own thing and die. Or, like, you can all do your own thing and the majority of you die and there's only one person one. left and, yeah. that they, and they can still escape. Uh, it. So it's really interesting. So I play, I usually play with my friends and there's like a rank system with the red rank being in the top. I just made red rank last night Oh, nice. after playing and I was just like, why the hell am I here? I hate it here because when you're in red rank, you, against, you face against harder killers, basically red uh, rank killers as well. So these people have like some big brain head plays 
And it's uh-huh. just like, how did you know I was going to move in that direction? I didn't even know I was going to move <laughs> in that direction. But they're just like, they're on another level. And it's just, it's really interesting. So the, uh, the way I play is very altruistically. You get points. You get points for bravery, objective, altruism, and, um, uh, and survival. So basically, the most, uh, if you're the last player left in the game, you get a lot of points in survival. And that's like being sneaky and stuff like that, avoiding escaping the killer and stuff like that. Bravery is literally running around and getting the killer to chase you. Uh, and kind of like, uh, there's objectives in the game that let you avoid them or help avoid them. Uh, there's like pallets, there's like windows and vaults and stuff like that, that you can like jump over. Uh, so, and then stuff like that. And then there's the objective category, which is doing the generators. Um, um, and then uh, there's the altruism, that's going, getting people off of hooks, healing them, or taking a hit for them, <laughs> and stuff like that. And that's, that's, usually, cool. that's usually what I score pretty high in. And I think that's the only reason I leveled up in, because if you, if you do high altruism, you get a lot more points. So that's usually how I play. So that's what I've been doing. That's I've been really, really into this game a lot. Like I have been playing, I, and I haven't even really been playing long. I've only been playing for like a month or two. Oh, or, wow. Yeah, like a month or two. And I was just like, here I am. Yay. <laughs> awesome. But it's well, a lot of fun. That's what I've been doing. That's pretty cool. I, um, I booked a trip to go to Europe, uh, many many months ago and I was supposed to go in October but they I just I just got an email uh stating that uh, my flight was canceled so now I have to move it because the numbers went up so now the U.S. is forbidden to enter into Europe so that kind of sucked although the price was 425 round trip wow I was like Oh, I was so excited. I, I saved money and I'm going and, you know, it was really great. But I mean, it affects everything, including Airbnb and everything. So we have yeah. to re, um, replan our trip whenever that is going to be. Um, I also, I took the antibody test because if you guys remember, I was really sick in January and I was concerned that maybe I had COVID. Mm-hmm. So I took it and I didn't have it. So that's good news. Because mm-hmm. I, w- yeah. I was concerned because I was like, shit, you know, I recorded, I did this, I did that. And I, I really had a, uh, like, a, I couldn't really relax because I thought Matt, maybe I infected people and I felt really bad. So I went ahead and took the test and thankfully it came out negative. So um, that's so, good. But now I think if I was that sick in January, if I get yeah. COVID, it's going to be like twice worse or maybe yeah. even more. It was like. It was really hard to live through that time. It it lasted for like 15 days. Just I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I you were like super sick. I couldn't even lie down because I couldn't breathe. And I yeah. mean, and that was pneumonia. I mean, what do you? I mean, I didn't it's even. It's just pneumonia. That's it. <laughs> no, but I mean, in comparison to like how COVID is affecting people, yeah. I thought there's no way I'm gonna be able to get go through that again. It's just so. It's it's it's. For me, it was, I just felt so depressed. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, definitely. yeah, but that's, that's what I've, I've been doing, trying to figure out how this vacation is going to go, and, like, I'm still working and stuff, but we're really safe. Uh, we always wear masks, and we have, like, two of those big gallons of 
uh, antibacterial stuff and mm -hmm. um, we've sold some stuff on offer up but every time a person comes we have them you know we give them some antibacterial stuff and have them wear masks and stuff so we we have been really um, careful about that because you know Frank and I are still working and so like we yeah. want to make sure we don't bring it home so yeah yeah it's crazy it's mm -hmm. It's really, really crazy. Anyway, I know that we cannot do Laura de la Cervecita, so I just wanted to know what you guys are drinking. <laughs> Kristen, what are you drinking? Well, I, geez, for my birthday, which was June 20th, I went to um, the city, uh, not city, the Torrance Beer Cellar Ooh. and bought a whole slew of beer. And I'm down to my last ones from my birthday, but I still have some Ooh. delirium red left so i'm drinking that and as uh, you may remember we did uh do a rating of this beer a couple of months back and i think we gave it all uh, oh yeah what, what did we all what is praise. our rating <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh a rigid a rigid yes, <laughs> a rigid, uh, yes. <laughs> I think maybe even a super saiyan for me i don't remember but it's a belgian ale um with cherry really and elderberry yes elderberries which we didn't know what are those i don't know are those the ones <laughs> that you go you go into the magic forest and you pick them in your they're, little basket they're <laughs> just like cherries but very very old okay <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, elderberries kind of look like, uh, oh God, what do they look like? They kind of look like blueberries or like blackberries, like a fusion between the two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the other day, speaking of berries, I was at the grocery store and there was this box of cherries and they said that they were strawberry cherries. Ooh. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a, a mutation of strawberries and cherries. It's so good. But it turns out they only call them strawberry cherries because some of them are really big, like strawberries. Oh, okay. Oh. I was disappointed. Boo. <laughs> were they good at least? Yeah, they were good. Some of them were sour. But you know how, like, they have those. Have you ever tried those um, cotton candy grapes? Yes. Yes. I do, yes. I do know the cotton candy yes. grapes. So I thought it was exactly. something like that. Yeah. Oh. I, I have tasted those cotton candy grapes. And it, yeah. every time it fucking freaks me out. I'm just I know. Like, it tastes. <laughs> It's exactly like cotton candy, and mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but I keep eating them because they're good. They're delicious. Because yeah. <laughs> like they taste like cotton candy. Yes, yes they, do. they sure do. Well, so. I'm drinking Cheers, motherfuckers, number three. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Gosh, how many of those did you buy? A four-pack. <laughs> uh, so Cheers uh -huh. Motherfuckers 3 is a triple IPA clocking at 10% ABV. It's a double... It's DDH double, okay, help me out, guys. Double dry hopped, double dry hopped. Oh, oh. I, I lost, I lost <laughs> my like mind. For a a double second. IPA? What? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It has a massive amounts of Citra and Galaxy hops. It's super dank, and dank. it's it leaves your it leaves your tongue coated with a bouquet of pine and citrus. I'm not gonna lie, just you saying those words, my mouth is starting to water. I was hoping it would. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I been uh, I actually started drinking this one on Friday when I got it. I got this one at uh, the four pack at three ten, um, the liquor store on yeah. Sepulveda and Western. Mm -hmm. And no, uh, Sepulveda and Carson. Se no, Sepulveda and Western. 
not Western. Yes, it is. Carson runs a parallel spoveda. It does. No. I don't know. I don't drive. Sorry. <laughs> well, anyways, look at the color of this. Wow. Uh, it's just a, it's a beaut. Super hazy. Well, as she's drinking, side note, also for my birthday, I bought a 12 pack of um, Allagash White. Ooh. The 12 pack was $20. The four pack of delirium was also twenty dollars. <laughs> yes, wow. I I, I bought the four pack of delirium red at uh, three ten again, and uh -huh. yeah, I was about like twenty two bucks with yeah. tax and Damn. everything. Yeah, and I only got it. Uh, well, I love the beer, but I got it because Frank loves it too, and I wanted to share it with him. So at one point, I did spend twenty dollars on the four pack. So yeah, well, it was my birthday, and I was told to get whatever I wanted, so I did. Well, you know what? I'm going to need that kind of birthday in my life. <laughs> what are you drinking, Jen? Arizona green tea. Yay. Which is very refreshing. Yes. <laughs> it is very refreshing. It's nice and cold. And uh, alcohol is forbidden in this house while my mother is here. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> drinking water because it's hot AF. Oh, my God. It, it totally is. I keep sweating. And as you can tell, I keep blotting because it's so so hot in here but i i want to say too that uh, when we're able to record here in compton again at las platicas and if it still continues to be hot we did get a portable air conditioning so we won't have to suffer Ooh. wait do you have it on now i don't have it on now because uh frank is using it so <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like it's just me i'm not gonna waste it on myself you know like like because you have to take the whole contraption down and, yeah. you know, you set it up. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that for just me. I have a little fan. I'm going to survive. I have beer. It's all good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How much is my... Oh, 8%. I had to... I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, let's let's uh, keep moving forward. Uh, it's Chisme de la Semana time. What do you guys have going on with the Chisme de la Semana? Well, Google knows me because whenever I go to Google, it like shows me things that they know I'm interested in. I mean, they're like looking into my texts, my Amazon purchases. I don't know what, but like they always have stories when I go to Google. Like I go to Google to search something like today. Who knows what I was searching? Um, and then I get distracted because there's all these stories underneath that called to me and today the one that i saw that called to me i don't know when this was released but um there everyone knows that back uh when netflix had all the marvel movies that they all got canceled and that was before mm -hmm. disney plus came out no one knew it was happening and uh then disney plus came out and there was talk about oh now we know why you know they're all just going to move over who knows what really is going on with that but one of the ones that was canceled was punisher and there was talk of a reboot, but there was talk of a reboot without John Barenthal. And people oh. were up in arms. I mean, there's been multiple Punishers over the years in movies and different iterations. But I mean, he, what he does with the character in the, in the Netflix uh, series is just amazing. Like, it's so powerful. I'm in the minority, I know. But I really, I, I would go ahead and make the commitment to saying that Punisher was my favorite of all of the I, mean, I love I love Luke Cage 
I really, mm-hmm. really love Luke Cage. Um, Daredevil, I was kind of, people love Daredevil. I but love Daredevil. I was bored. Really? <laughs> I was bored most of the Oh my God, time. those scenes, those, oh my God, in oh the stairwell. The, oh my God, <laughs> oh my God. When they first released those fighting scenes on season one, it was so good. And I think one of the praises was the fact that is just, you could see that Daredevil got tired after he was fighting. Whereas in most superhero movies, you or like shows, you see they, they never get tired. But uh, yeah. him, you can see like, like he was viscerally like exhausted. And he yeah. was like feeling the punches, but he was still giving it all. And I was like, and they were so well choreographed that they were like, Mwah. Yes. <laughs> so, so for me, um, I liked Daredevil, but it was more of a slow burn, I guess, because there was a lot of story building and a lot of just like exposition and stuff like that. And I didn't know Daredevil before this. So that was kind of like my introduction. Um, Whereas other people might have been watching it and were knew where the story was going. Um, I really like all of them, honestly, even Iron Fist. I'm glad I didn't take a drink because I would have spit it out. I was thoroughly, uh, what do you call it? Like, I was entertained. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the Punisher really took me to a place psychologically with that character that I wasn't expecting, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, he's a really great actor. Um, I hated him from in Walking Dead, honestly. (laughs) Shane? Oh, yes. Um, and I think I hated him more because of the fact that the the TV show took that character farther than it went in the comic book, and I was just salty about that. But um, mm-hmm. but Punisher was amazing. So the fact that they had there were talks about him about that franchise moving forward without him was like horrible. But today Google shared with me a story about yes, it is going to be rebooted, and yes, they're going to use. Uh, John Barenthal. So, um, it's great. Probably not with Disney, um, because of the fact that, uh, that well, they were saying I have I, I don't know for sure. This is all like speculation about where it's going to show up. I mean, it is a Disney property now, um, but they were saying that maybe it w- would be somewhere where they could actually do our ratings, um, and Disney Plus might not be that place. But mm. we'll see. But I'm just happy that it's it's going to move forward. Exactly. I'm really excited that you shared that news. I did not even know about that. Um, I also have some chisme. I actually saw this on David Mech's Twitter and Marvel is rumored to be casting a, they're looking for, um, to cast a deaf Native American hero for a Disney Plus series. And according to Daniel Reichman, the character's name is Malia. And she's described as an independent, athletic, bright, 20-something-year-old. The character is set to appear in the MCU series uh, that will be filming this fall. But we don't know. That might change with the COVID thing. I know. Although the, patient, the, the uh, character's name is Malia, we're, we're speculating it's Echo. It, Echo is, uh, w- her first appearance was in Daredevil number nine, speaking of Daredevil, and uh, <laughs> and um, it was created by uh, rea- writer David Mack and artist Joe Quesada. Uh, mm-hmm. She first appeared as Ronan um, in the New Avengers number 11 back in 2005, and that was written by Brian Michael Bendis and David Finch, but in the comic, Echo's name is Maya Lopez. 
So maybe they're changing her name to Malia or anyway, she was the daughter of uh, Willie Crazy Horse Lincoln and he was killed by Kingpin and he actually uh, Maya or Malia slash <laughs> was actually raised as uh, the Kingpin's daughter. And really? they actually thought that she had, uh, she, uh, they thought that she was disabled or something. So they sent her like to a specific, like a special school, but then she, it turns out she was like really brilliant and uh, sent her to e another, like even more, uh, amazing school. So, um, and then the king, the kingpin actually lied to her and told her that, uh, her, her, uh, her dad was killed by Daredevil, so she made it a point, and she became Echo with a, well, as her dad died, I'm sorry, I'm all, uh, I'm all excited, as her dad died, <laughs> and he, he touched her face and left a bloody print on her face, so she uses that, but a white uh, um, print on her face, and she's Echo, and she goes after Daredevil, but of course, comics are comics, uh, she actually falls in love with Matt Murdock, without knowing he's daredevil <laughs> so it all comes to a bloody conclusion no well not bloody the but. amount of drama and just like craziness that actually happens in comic books is like i don't think people really understand <laughs> it's, cool. it's, it's telenovela worthy yeah. yes yeah. yes <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say that it's like so telenovela but like to the 10th power yeah because now we include superpowers and super right. villains and everything but the actual tag to this is um Marvel's looking to cast a role on a Disney Plus series, and they're looking to cast a deaf, Native American, First Nation, Indigenous, Latinx actor. I can't wait. Wow. I can't wait to see what that they come is up a with. long laundry list <laughs> of a character. But what I'm happy wow. is that they're being authentic and trying to get all right. of that in one actress. Right. Yeah. Because right. even though. It seems like a lot of stipulations, but there are people who are like this, who are course, interested yeah. in acting and who are very mm -hmm. good at it, too. They just haven't had an opportunity for a voice. And here, finally, Marvel is doing some Disney, Marvel, Disney, whatever, uh, is doing something to try to actively um, get someone in that role. Uh, so hopefully they actually do the job and do and go and do research and then just be like, like, oh, here's what we're looking for. Someone come and like uh someone come and fill it in and then be like oh no one came so we tried kind of thing but no you right. have to actively go so here's this white woman <laughs> <laughs> yep that's literally what they would do but i mean <laughs> when what they did with uh wolverine the when he when we thought it was old man logan and they were looking for a young girl with martial arts yeah. And then they found her. Like, I didn't know yeah. she existed. And she was so good. She still she continues to blow my mind as, as an yeah. actor. Yeah. She's a, she's very, very talented. Yes. Um, and then you were going to tell us about Batwoman. What's going on there? Well, Batwoman. Okay. I don't know the name of the actress that came out in Batwoman. All I know is when they were going to do Batwoman, I was really excited. And I was super, like, interested to watch it Lily life Rose, happens I and i've never watched it and next thing i know she was like okay i'm leaving batwoman but i don't know any of the cheesement behind that all i know is that they've now recast batwoman with a black actress um javisha leslie and she is going to um be batwoman now oh ruby rose 
that's Ruby Rose. Rose. Yeah, yeah. Ruby Rose. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so Ruby Rose exited the role after season one, and Leslie is now confirmed to play. Um, oh, actually, it says here. Oh, okay. She's cast as the new lead. So not necessarily Batwoman. I don't know, but it says here she's confirmed to play a new character named Ryan Wilder and will make her debut in the iconic cape and cowl when Batwoman returns. So I okay. guess she's so going to take on the mantle. Yeah, so mm -hmm. this is, I think they're kind of making it legacy character. So she's yes. not going to be Kate Kane, who is, right. who most of the know, is Batwoman. So I guess they're trying to make it into like a legacy character. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like that. Yeah, so I haven't watched season one. Um, CW is one of those stations that doesn't come on Hulu. And if it takes an extra step for me to watch something, I usually don't watch it. So. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. <laughs> I agree 100%. The only thing that I made the effort to watch on the CW was Jane the Virgin and iZombie. And when those ended, I haven't returned. Yeah. until I was like, okay, I have to watch Batwoman. And I was telling my brother, I'm like, is this on the new DC uh, streaming platform? He goes, no, it's on the CW. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll go there. So I, I actually watched, I think the first four episodes and it was pretty good. I wasn't, I was, it, it, it's like Arrow. It's like the Flash, yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right in that kind of vein. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't really happy with the uh, villain. But I was going to come back and finish the series, but now I know that she's gone. And I mean, like, there's, um, I read a little bit about the drama. They're not saying a thing. They're just saying it wasn't a good fit. She mm. wasn't happy. As you, I don't know if you guys remember, she got, or she, her back got hurt at, for one of the stunts, stuff like That's that. That's right. I do remember seeing something about that. Maybe the role was taking a toll on her body and it's something mm. that she can't work around, you know? Mm. And we all know that uh, sometimes when there are these uh, expectations of an actor, um, the directors or the crew are not like really like welcoming to like self-care, you know? Right, yeah. Just want to finish off the series or whatever. So um, I think maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe her body wasn't capable. I know that I would not be able to do all those stunts. <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, it's unfortunate to see that um, that she had to leave, but I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with our new Batwoman. Yeah, me too. Um, I really like Batwoman. I like reading Batwoman, and I was really excited about CW Batwoman. Um, all of those shows are right up my alley. Like, I am a teen drama like aficionado. <laughs> like, that's me, and that's what. Flash and Arrow and all those ones. I've never, I've never watched Le Is it Legions of Tomorrow? Yeah, I haven't Legends, seen that Legends of Tomorrow. Legend. Oh, oh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, but there's so many crossovers, I just couldn't keep up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm actually interested, and I want to give it support. I just have to find. I mean, I might even just have to watch it live when it comes on. Like, who watches TV like that? <laughs> It's not me. No, I don't, I don't even have at all. I don't even have an antenna for that. Uh, I have an antenna because I didn't want to miss my reality TV shows because um, we don't have cable, and sometimes oh. I didn't want to have to wait till the next day to watch it on Hulu. I needed to know right then and there, so <laughs> I splurged twelve dollars at Target and I bought an antenna. <laughs> Good call. 
All right, guys, I'm so excited. We're reviewing an awesome book today. What are we reviewing today, Kristen? Well, today it is actually, um, there is a physical book, but this product started as a webcomic. And Ooh. it is called Postcards in Braille. It's such a cool um, story. And I'm trying to see where I, um, where I have my, my notes here for it. But it's actually, I mean, there's this webcomic has like ongoing themes. And there's like some stuff that as you're reading, like, I'm not sure how often it was put up weekly or when, but like there is a storyline that, yes. that follows through, but it's not necessarily uh, like a, like a graphic novel or something like that, but it follows Sigma, who is, um, like the main character and kind of just like their life just existing as a, uh, I don't like, I, I'm, I'm assuming a 20 something mm -hmm. person. I think, I believe they said that he was like 26. Okay. He had just been like, he had just like, when the comic started, he had just graduated from college or Got something it. like that. Yeah. Uh, so he was like 24, 25, or like he was like a year or so out of college in a, in a job. Um, uh, but how I want to describe it is, um, sorry, do you guys hear that? Yep. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's why I kept muting my mic uh, whenever it would play. So you were saying how uh, you would describe this book, Jen? Yeah, so, okay, it's basically Daredevil's slice of life with good communication instead of terrible communication. <laughs> that is, like, 100% accurate. <laughs> that is, and it was, like, um, uh, we actually, when we bought the book, uh, we were at the Latino Comics uh, Expo in Modesto. Yes. Uh, that's where we found it, uh, where we saw um, uh, the person who, I guess, helped her publish and oh, stuff like that. Malpache yeah, Studios. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. studios. The guy um, came from Chile to Modesto. Yes, he I did. remember this. Mm -hmm. uh, -huh. uh And when he told us about it, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is exactly like something up my alley." And he made a he made uh it, it's a common joke in the comic it's a, in the web comic, but that um uh, that he's basically uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's constant I mean, references to I Daredevil. Know. And one of the ones that I totally caught was uh, that panel where it was Halloween and he was mm -hmm. dressed up in kind of a suit with this, in the red glasses. And I was like, oh, it's Matt yeah. Murdock. <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was his outfit. And I thought it was really cute. But it's like, that's, that's exactly what this is. Uh, it's, it's Daredevil's slice of life. So there's like no great superhero things going on. But it's, it's about, him living with his girlfriend and hanging out with his friends. Uh, yeah. So I think Jen's description is 100% accurate, but the official description says that Postcards in Braille is the comic about a group of friends stepping into adulthood in a world not too different from ours. Oh, and two of these friends are dating and one is blind. So yeah. I, I love slice of life comics. I really do. Yeah. And this comic actually originally ran as a webcomic from 2014 to 2017, um, but it is um, also in print. We bought a print copy, and we actually had, I think, a print copy in the shop, too. I remember seeing 
um, or maybe I'm remembering seeing it from somewhere else, but I know I saw a print copy somewhere that we have had in our <laughs> in our hot little hands. Um, and um, you can still, even to this day, 2020, read all of the the um, comics for free online um, on their website. So um, after you listen to this uh, episode of Komasi Comics, go and um, read postcards in braille because it's so good so good so well we're yeah. still going to talk a little bit about it to convince you <laughs> yeah and you can read it for free on postcards that's plural postcards dot k u r i s q u a r e dot com so that's curious curie square dot com yes. curie square it's, yeah it's postcards dot curie square dot com and you can read it for free there they also have a print Patreon. Mm -hmm. yes. Am I saying it right? Yes. <laughs> I, always yeah, say, Patreon. I always say Parthenon. I do not know why. But yes, they have a Patreon and you can also tip um, like a few uh -huh. dollars here and there. I mean, mm -hmm. it's or or you could just share it because sharing goes a long way as well. Sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they are also um, uh, the creator, Connie Yovanines, uh, is still currently making comics. So mm -hmm. still making web comics as well. So they have a Patreon. They also have a Kohi, um, uh, so that you can go and donate and support them and read their web comics and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and as Jen mentioned, we first uh, learned about it at the Latino Comics Expo, and as Sarah mentioned, they came from Chile, and Connie is also from Chile. That's where she resides, and she actually has a whole bunch of cool things that she does. She's also, I think, um, an astronomer. She's a, a yeah. master's student in astronomy. That's like really, yeah. is that's really or cool. astrology? astrology? No, astronomy. <laughs> Do not confuse it with astrology. <laughs> so she's like a scientist. <laughs> yeah, she's, a, she's super, super talented. Um, and she um, talked about how sh that, Sigma, the main character, actually was originally a side character that she created for a completely different comic. But he stayed on her mind and she kept doing like little doodles about him. And eventually those doodles turned into postcards. And just, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but she writes and draws mm -hmm. the comic. Um, and in the com in this book or in the comic series, in the web comic series, you can see the scientific part of her coming across on her written page. And those were like learning moments. And you guys know how much I love comics that teach you things. Mm -hmm. And um, there's there's so many great points about this comic that um, I mean, where <laughs> her her, uh, her girlfriend, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I pronounce it C. Sai? Oh. It's X I. Oh, I was I, saying she. She? Okay, good, good. Yeah. That's even better <laughs> than I what was I, saying, I was saying Kai, because all <laughs> the characters' names are Greek letters. Yeah. So but it I is just probably saying, Kai. Yeah. I was just saying Kai. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the X in in Greek is Kai. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that that's how you spelled it, but I don't know. We all say things different. Sigma and what was the what was his friend's name? Roe. Roe, yeah, Ro. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, but there are moments where he's like going uh explaining to her like 
some scientific time and space stuff and she's like why are you doing this to me like it's so cute like I, i'm like so right there with her i'm like wait i'm reading it but i have to reread it again why are you doing this to me but it's super cute okay were either of you confused about the composer thing a no, little bit i i little actually bit. wasn't because uh i just kind of took it in stride uh -huh. uh, I figured it out after like the second or third time they used it. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's like, oh, they're using it as kind of like a replacement of saying, oh my God, or yeah, yeah. like uh, something like that. Yeah, uh, I, was actually... I actually, same thing. Like I figured it out, but after I figured it out, I had to go back and reread. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand it. But I was mm -hmm. just kind of like reading it and just like, I, I just like kind of rushed over it really quickly. I was like, oh, whatever. And then after, I think something, something was said I'm like wait what and then I had to reread it and then I went back <laughs> yeah so there's a there I'm uh in the, the webcomic they have Q&A session uh yes. where she responds as if her characters are responding mm -hmm. uh, and one of one of the questions was what is composer and the whole gift was just like what are they talking about what do you yeah. mean what's composer <laughs> um uh, but it's just it's just kind of like those like in-universe like yeah. different words and stuff like that uh, just to, just think of it as a replacement for oh my god. Yeah, and it's actually very like witty and unique. And like once I understood it and wasn't confused by it before, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I, it was it was a, a lot of fun. So I think it should be stated that the main character Sigma is blind. Yes, and she actually does an incredible job uh, with like not only just explaining Braille and how it's done. But also in like the fact that it's called postcards in Braille and how that ties in to the entire theme of the webcomic as it's going on. Because these are all like one shot panels mm -hmm. in a way that have that are interconnected. because uh, they're not they're it's not like a full story. Like it's a story, but it's right, uh yeah. it's uh it's frame shots of their life. Yeah. And you kind of piece together like uh what it is that's going on and like the the relationships with each other and stuff like that uh it's uh uh in one of her like towards the end she starts talking about it about her journey and writing this comic and stuff like that because it started she started it in 2014 yes and in around 2018 or like 2017 2018 around there so she did this web comic for four years yeah and she was talking about how um um how that this was a chapter of her life and that's and when she was like getting to her then and how she was done with this chapter of her life and that she didn't realize that that's how, kind of how she was going with the characters as well as she was kind of capturing them in this moment of uncertainty for her and yeah. um uh, and also for them so kind of as a way to deal with everything that she was going through uh but also uh the that style of the postcards in postcards in braille is the is the fact that you you get postcards from people who are off and it's they're just snippets of stuff that they're doing mm -hmm. and this is how this reads as well these little frame shots of their life that we get are postcards of their life yeah i thought that was like i thought that was really cool and really sweet it is really it's really poignant because as i mean i read them from the beginning to the end because the complete collection is up online um, and there's definitely an evolution in all of the characters. 
And oh, yeah. um, I think that it's very touching and telling how she says, you know, that was a chapter in her life and she was done with that because I think not that it was closure, but I think by the end, when she ends the comics, all of the characters have grown and are mm -hmm. starting also new chapters in their lives. Yeah. And it's a, it's really, it's, it was really, really, uh, I was, for how quickly I was able to read everything, I very quickly fell in love with all the characters because she makes them very endearing yes. and very sweet and kind yeah. of, and as I was reading it, I couldn't help but think of my own friends and just our own personal interactions and stuff like that. And it was, it was nice to read. It was nice yeah. kind of seeing a reflection of myself in these characters. And I really enjoyed the art. It's it's very it's really cute. Yeah, it's very cute. Uh -huh. <laughs> not 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 chibi, but like <laughs> kind of like very cartoonish. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So, so well, just... I I really like the part where she invited other 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 um, I did too. Oh, artists, yes, yeah, and, guest uh, artists. It, yes, guest artists to do a panel that she mm -hmm. wrote and. Um, so I thought that was really cool because it, and then and in the comment section she would tag them, and where you can find their work. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of like a very giving comic strip. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed. And uh, I didn't recognize her name, but she actually has um, Connie Ivan. What was it? Ivanini's. Yovanines. Um, Yovanines. She actually has worked for Dark Horse. She did um, a oh. Steven Universe coloring book and then um, also for Dark Horse Team Avatar Tales. So, um, oh, okay. And then um, she actually has worked on some anthologies that I thought might be interesting for people to look up. She worked on um, something called Sweaty Palms. It's an anthology about anxiety. And oh, yeah. um, also an anthology called Enough Space for Everyone Else. And that's an anthology of sci-fi comics, illustrations, and texts that showcase diverse creators, characters, and tones with no war or imperialism narratives. Nice. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool because a lot of, of sci-fi has war, imperialism, or colonization stuff going on with it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that so sounds really interesting to read. Yeah, some anthologies that she was a part of that I thought sounded really interesting that um, listeners might be interested in as well. Mm -hmm. so, so, I mean, I think that it's awesome that we're bringing this book to light and bringing it to the people that listen to our podcast. And the fact that it's, it's free to read online, I think it's amazing. Um, but you could also buy the book uh, for $20 at uh, Dog and Fries. That's Dog, <laughs> the letter N, fries dot store, and then nvy.com. We're going to post all these links. Hilarious. I know. Dog I, and Fries I, is the name of the group that their <laughs> friend Ro is like this like fanboy over and everyone hates them <laughs> but he's just like no they're amazing <laughs> they're beyond yeah. they're like way uh, beyond their time and it's so cute because ro goes on a date with this girl and when he brings her to the apartment there's a dog and fries uh uh 
artwork that's framed right at the entrance and she's like I love your sense of humor oh my god she starts laughing and he's like what do you mean he's all like that you would did you would frame and put at the entrance of your house such a bad band like it's such it's so bad and then he's like hurt because he's one of the type of guys that's like if you don't like him I'm done with you you know like yeah. so a lot of people are uh, a lot of his friends are kind of forgiving like okay yeah dogs and fries mm-hmm. um there was one point with her, where uh Sai's girlfriend was uh she's like come over he's making me listen to dogs and fries <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like and then in the background he's like you're missing the best part so I mean this guy's like a total fanboy yeah. um but they're they're and and it's so amazing the way she captures things because there's a moment down the line in in the web comics where the girl that she, that he wanted a bro went on a date with that laughed at his poster in the entrance of the apartment is listening is in her apartment or in her bedroom and she web searches dogs and fries and you just see her curled up in a fetal position listening to the <laughs> album and I'm like that is so cool because even if you like for instance when I was like you know early on or younger and I wanted to kind of connect more with the people that I was attracted to and Mm -hmm. I possibly maybe didn't like Cannibal Corpse at that time I you know I would listen to it and and, in a different aspect because I know that a person I loved loved that band Mm -hmm. listen I went through a country phase for exactly that same reason (laughs) I feel you so hard I, I thought it took me a while to figure that scene out but then I realized I was like oh she's listening to dogs and fries because she's trying to like it's a way of connecting with people yeah. like, like trying to understand the stuff that they like and stuff like that and something that we all do right I, like they're like either listening to music trying out new food or trying out new things going to a new place stuff like that with somebody else who knows or is very excited about that but it's a new experience to you uh, and I thought that was really cool. She does such a good job of making her characters very real and very personable. Mm-hmm. For God's sakes, I've been working at a comic book store in retail for the past five years. If that's not the, <laughs> the end all, the, to be all of doing things that your partner enjoys when you know nothing about it, I don't know what is. <laughs> Listen, I ate a soup today in the in this weather. It's beef and uh, crab soup that Frank uh-huh. made from scratch. Mm. I'm not into crab. I uh-huh. ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you ate soup in the hot weather. That's I, I was like, that's enough. <laughs> you got that's that right. right there. I know. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no, this this was such a, these characters were such, so well written, and there was so much content in just pa- little panels, like, and yeah. then, um, I, 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 I don't know how she did it, I don't know how she gave us so much in, with such little space, mm-hmm. and then to share that with her other artist friends that contributed also to the webcomic is amazing, um, yeah. I I, uh, I really like when uh, Ro got excited because it was what is it dogs and hamburgers? Uh, the the dogs album and fries. The oh, because then they came out with a different thing was uh-huh. like like their their dogs and fries, but then it was cats and hamburgers. Oh, I right, it was right, right. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I mean, her humor is so on point. I just loved it. Loved it. 
and she she still does have other stuff that she's working on like um you guys mentioned and the the website of the um that we're going to share and that we talked about already has a lot of the works that she's working on there's another web comic she's working with another chilean creator um that sounds really cool walking to do a road trip auto bio comic about loving comics and finding ourselves and that sounds really cool that um, does sound really cool and i mean if it's even half as good as what postcards and braille is then it has to be amazing yes mm -hmm. most definitely i really like it i really liked her art at the end so she does have a very like kind of steven universe uh yes. like avatar art style and basically that just means it's very like cartoony not yes not super simplistic but definitely not super detailed either but mm -hmm. it's it's very charming and i think it's a uh, she does a good job of expressing like emotions uh, with her characters as well without like going super in-depth in detail. Sometimes you don't need that super extra detail. It's nice, especially in comic books and it really gives like stuff, but this in itself is like, is it tells a story as well. And it goes very well with like her writing and how she, and even like the slice of life format. I think she did, her artwork is, is really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So are we ready to rate the book? Yeah, sure. Great. So I'm going to give it uh, Tres Conchas. Um, it was amazing. Um, it's, you know what, I'm going to go Tres Conchas and a cup of champurrado. I really, really enjoyed this. I had a lot of feelings about a lot of the characters. I learned from this comic. So I love it. What do you guys, <laughs> what do you guys say? I'm going to give it three conchas, and because I'm hot AF sitting right here right now <laughs> in summertime, I'm going to give it three conchas and a glass of Jamaica, because I had yes. the best Jamaica the other day, <laughs> and I'm like, extra ice, please. So um, definitely, I loved it. Um, all the characters are endearing. I liked the journey that I went on with the characters. I like that all the characters um, at the end kind of you know, learn something about themselves and um, begin their own new path in life. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, no, same here. I'm going to give it uh, three conchas and a glass of horchata because no <laughs> face one. Uh, but it's it was really cute. And I actually, I felt like when I finished reading the webcomic, I felt like shedding a tear because I was so happy for them. Yeah. Uh, if you quickly fall in love with these characters and that's uh that's something that's very hard to do sometimes in comics especially even in established comics but yeah. she managed to do it in just a couple of pages uh so definitely all the recommendations for this book excellent well that was our book review and rating thank you guys and now it's time for on my radar guys on my radar i've been waiting for this forever <laughs> forever and ever this is sarah and i have an on my radar it is the sandman audible audio audible original <laughs> i'm so excited Can i just say that because we all share this one email <laughs> your calendar stuff shows up on my calendar and I see every week or however often this thing is released that you have it in your calendar. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I am ready. And you know why? This is why, guys. 
you can get Audible for 30 day free trial. So I have it on my calendar to subscribe to the free oh, trial. Oh, got it. Get into it and read it. So this this is actually going to be a 10 hour long uh, Audible, I guess, uh, what is it? Um, um, played out uh, book. And it's actually the first three books of the Sandman comic book series. So it's, it's not just read, it's actually acted out? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. This is why I'm so excited, guys. Oh, okay. It's like the radio show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, yes. Uh, so it's the first three books. It's Prelude to Nocturnes, The Doll's House, and Dream Country, narrated by one and only Neil Gaiman. Yes. Wow. It was. It's going to be performed by the Corinthian. I call it the Corinthian, but I think it's Corinthian. The Corinthian. Corinthian. Yes. Corinthian. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, Riz Ahmed, he is the pilot from Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Riz Ahmed. No, I just know Riz Ahmed because I love him. Uh, he's a, he's gonna be the Corinthian. Yes. All right. I and, gotta get into this. Kate Dennings is gonna be Death. She was in um, Two Broke Girls. Uh, is a uh, it's yeah, a show yeah. on TV, and she was in Thor as well. I don't know if you guys remember. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I know who you're talking about. John Constantine is going to be Taron Egerton. He was the Kingsman, and he was also oh, Rocket Man. Yes. I know him. Oh, yes. Okay. I know him because my best friend fell in love with him in uh, Kingsman. And yes. she did not shut up about him. He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Morpheus, the Sandman, is James McAvoy. James McAvoy That's is right. Professor X. Right. Mm -hmm. He's been in Atonement and Becoming Jane. He's Professor X, you know, like the newer installment. Yeah. Um, he was also in Wanted with Angelina Jolie. Anyway, he is an amazing actor. I love him. So he's going to be Morpheus. I can't wait. Wow. Yeah. Urania Blackwell, a.k.a. Element Girl, is going to be Samantha Morton. Samantha Morton is an amazing actress. She was in... Um, um, she was in Elizabeth the Golden Age. She was Mary Queen of oh, Scots. Oh, yes, yes. She was mm -hmm. also in the Minority Report. She has many other wonderful films. She actually, at first glance, I didn't really like her, but her acting abilities are just so amazing that I just fell in love with her. She's amazing. Matthew the Raving is going to be Andy Serkis. Serkis. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, he is Caesar in Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and he is also he. Uh, yeah, so he does a lot of that uh, when you uh, put on like the green screen and the suit where you know you act out. Yeah, he does a lot of that. He's amazing. I can't wait for him. Uh, I'm I'm just excited. Lucifer Morningstar is gonna be Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. I don't know if you guys remember. He is the underworld in Underworld. He's the main lichen. Yeah, yeah. He is also that vampire. Um, one of those vampire, the main vampire that were in, um, in True Rome. Blood? Yeah, in uh, Twilight. Oh. Twilight. Twilight? Yeah, he was the one that they were in uh, Rome. I don't, do you guys remember the movie? Um, I've only know? seen the first one. Well, he was also in Tron. He's a really amazing actor. I mean, he's just, so basically you can get a 30-day free trial, 30 days free trial or you uh, or if you subscribe you could pay uh, $14.95 a month after the 30-day trial this series this acting out audiobook thing is gonna be 10 hours and 54 minutes so I suggest you get your 30-day free trial when it hits 
then stream the heck out of it before your trial is over. So That's, is it all released at once? Oh, shoot. I it's didn't not read installments? That. I don't think it's installments. Okay. I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's all at once. you can, if you already have Audible, you can pre-order it. That's all I okay. know. But I'm so excited, guys. Oh, my God. Uh, I've been waiting for months. I you know, that's probably as far as I actually have read into the Sandman series. Don't send me hate mail. But, <laughs> but um, it's because I went so far, and then I think we are missing the next one, and then I just never went back once we got it to restart it. I really enjoyed it. It's all over the freaking place. I wouldn't... Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't recommend it as a beginner comic for sure, but um, it's very, very intricate and detailed and I really enjoyed it. Um, I know that it is a perennial favorite to many. It um, has a cult following. Uh, oh, and, and I I think that it will continue to garner new fans for many years to come. So um, I will um, maybe reread the those uh, first three trades and then go back and listen because that's a that's a crazy list of amazing actors to be involved in this project yeah and you know one of the things I was thinking like can I pull my comic out and read it as read they narrated and I I, I wonder I what I mean I mean I, I'm gonna give it a try and yeah. check back with you guys but um mm -hmm. i'm just so excited and this actually this news actually made me go into youtube and look up sandman stuff and there's a lot oh my god so many like people normal people that make like short films short fan based films yeah. that are you know it's always a hit and miss with makeup and stuff but just the the content is so amazing and they really like want to bring everything they can to the little web film and i just i'm so amazed what people can do and there are some from spain and some from i mean they're not from just the us or, or the uk it's they're all from all over all over everybody just loves the series and i didn't mention this before but it's first releasing in English, but it's uh, going to be released in French, German, Italian, Castilian, Spanish, and Latin American Spanish to wow. follow. So, yes. Nice. So, I'm super excited, guys. I'm sorry. I just can't continue. <laughs> Excitement. It's okay. It's a, it's a good thing to be excited about. Yeah. I'm. Uh, oh, my God. I'm. Uh, and, and hopefully you guys can... Uh, can actually, you know, like listen to it and see what I've been talking about all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I've read all of Sandman, so I know oh, what you you're did? talking about. Yeah, oh, I've read right all of Sandman. I've, I've read almost all of Neil Gaiman's works as well. I've read his novels, but I've only read about the first three trades of Sandman. Excellent. Thank you guys for letting me like totally geek out because I've been waiting <laughs> to talk about this forever. I've been posting it on our Facebook page and commenting whenever Fanbase Press comments on it because they are also excited. Yeah. So uh, we're really excited about that. It's okay. We're all nerds here. I geeked out about a video <laughs> game earlier this episode, so it's fair. <laughs> All right, guys, now it's time for On My Radar. No, that was that was last time. I'm sorry. <laughs> my my head is spinning from, from excitement. Uh, no, it's time, guys, for Juntos y Fuertes. Christian, okay. what do you have with us so, today? So, this is a um, 
very last minute juntos y fuertes because we had a listener reach out to us just today, like literally probably hours or minutes right before we started recording. Um, and her name is Mardell. Sorry if I butcher your last name, Mardell, but Nytupski. Um, and she's coming to us from Goat's Head Studios. And she was reaching out to us because she is a Mexican. Um, she, a, a Mexican creator. She actually um, ha, was raised in both Mexico and here in the U.S. And she has a um, comic publishing company together with her husband, Pat. And they are a writer and cartoonist team making adventure comics for all ages. They've been making comics for the web and small print runs for about five years. And right now they have a Kickstarter that is live on um up and running on Kickstarter and it ends in 10 days. So um, hopefully this episode goes out with enough time for you guys to check it out. But the, um, the project is called Legends of Famora. And they have a little video here for you to look at it and look at um, what it's about. But their brief description says that Legends of Famora is an all ages fantasy adventure comic. The story follows Babe and her best friend Angus on a quest throughout a hostile wilderness where they encounter all sorts of monsters, magic, and fairies. Babe and Angus are hunting down the Eurisks, a monster that attacked their village. Throughout the journey, they learn that there are magics more ancient than the Eurisks to contend with. Will relying on each other, new friends, and a little bit of luck be enough to succeed in their quest? So um, it's actually the... the Art is very cute um, and like I really, I'm looking at some of the examples here um, and uh, I haven't had a chance. I read some panels um, and just the dialogue that I read was actually very engaging and I think I would really enjoy it. It's an all ages story. Um, those are some of my favorites to read. So uh, I think that this is something definitely worth you looking at and getting some more information and hopefully backing the project. Right now, um, they are $2,600 into Kickstarter and their goal is $4,000. So that is completely doable in 10 days. So definitely check it out. Um, I haven't looked at what any of the um, the rewards are, but I think that um, even just getting the book is reward enough because it looks super cute. So I'm hoping that we can get this out. Uh, oh, it says like you can get some stickers, a print, the book, a coloring book, um, the graphic novel itself. Oh, they have a retailer bundle. So if there's any other retailers out there um, listening, they do have a retailer bundle. Oh, and a cute little plushie. I love the plushie. Oh. Okay, so check out the <laughs> Kickstarter. Um, it sounds really cool. It's a husband and wife team, um, and they are both um, Latinos. And or actually, she's Latino. I don't know if he is or not. Um, but the, the last name doesn't give you any hints. But <laughs> um, she, they're currently living in Massachusetts. But like she said, um, she um, she was raised in both Mexico and here. And actually, she said she's a new listener to Komasi Comics, and that so far her favorite episode was the. Um, the uh, Quintero uh, interview that we did. That is an amazing that was one interview. Of my yeah, <laughs> it was so. God, she. Oh God, oh, love that. I think she's pregnant. She is. 
Yeah, yeah, I think she's maybe already had the kid because the pictures she shared, she was pretty far along. I had no idea, but congratulations, mm. <laughs> Isabel, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, felicidades, Isabel. Oh my God, we're so excited. Um, yes, Congrats. so I, um, you know, I'm wondering if, if, if Nortino comes back after all of this um, um, COVID-19 stuff, maybe like they could travel down and be there and maybe we can be there and meet her and have our book signed. Oh, yeah. That would be <laughs> freaking cool. Yeah. That would be really so, cool. So um, we'll share the link, but uh, the, the project is called Legends of Fomora, F-O-M-O-R-A. So you could probably find it like that, but um, it's probably also on their um, website and the studios is goatsheadstudios.com. Um, That's Goathead Studios, but the actual URL is goatsheadbook.com. So, um, or femoracomic.com. So there's two places that you can go to to get more information. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. That's super exciting. I actually, I'm going to click on their uh, Kickstarter as soon as we finish recording today. Well, guys, it's time for saludos. And saludos goes out to me. No, no, not me. Sorry. My, <laughs> it's my primo's podcast. My primo's podcast. Super funny. Uh, a controversial podcast with a Latino view on everything from current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Two cousins share their thoughts, ideas, and life experiences with all the primos and primas around the globe. Not always agreeing, but a conversation is a start. Uh, now, these guys have been kicking butt. They have interviewed a bunch of La indie Latinx creators and comic book creators and artists. And uh, thankfully, all of us, all of them are friends. They have interviewed Javier Hernandez, uh, Henry Barajas, Hector Rodriguez, uh, Pulitzer Prize finalist Lalo Alcaraz, um, so they're really like out there really supporting La Raza. Um, and it's amazing. I've listened to about five episodes so far. I just discovered them and I think they're doing an amazing job. So saludos go out to them. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I follow them on Facebook. They always have a lot of cool stuff that they're sharing. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really on top of it. It's really, really cool. So, uh, saludos out to them. Like I just discovered them. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm listening to all our friends on another podcast. Like, I'm a little salty, but I love it. I know. <laughs> Thanks. All right. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, do you guys want to share anything else that we might have missed? Well, we talked about doing a saludos to um, Bryant and Barbara um, of Fanbase Press. And um, they just announced on Friday that they are expecting twins. And they were very adamant to say, don't worry, this was planned. Fanbase press is not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank goodness. Cause yeah. I was like, oh my God. Cause you know, they just celebrated their 10 year anniversary. So, yeah. I mean, it's a milestone and then including another, oh my God, that's amazing. That's going to be a great story for the kids. Yeah. Like we so, were. Not only that, I'm glad that they are comfortable and are in a position themselves where they're confident that they can have kids, especially twins. That's like, I that's, know. that's a two for one <laughs> bundle right there. I know. I mean, we've had the conversation about how Barbara, and I'm sure Bryant too, but Barbara herself 
because I'm she's the one who sends me emails at like 2 a.m. <laughs> when she, we're working on a project together. I'm like, I had no idea for the longest time that she had an actual full-time job in addition to what she does with Bambase. Mm-hmm. And so then to add twins into the mix, oh, she's a saint. I know. <laughs> she is. She's superwoman. Yeah. I know. Seriously, I'm like, oh my God, where do they find the energy? And that and I don't know if you guys noticed, but every time they go to conventions and they're at their booth, they're always standing. Yes. Yes. I'm just like, what? What is you barely make it what? 30 minutes? No, <laughs> I, I, I'm first of all, I'm hiding behind the the uh the books, and uh-huh. <laughs> and then if they talk to us, then I'll stand. But <laughs> but it's really amazing. I mean, they oh gosh, it, they must do a lot of like parkour or something like some kind of like I don't know, like some kind of core stuff. I don't know, but yeah, no, they're amazing. I mean, uh, just seeing them and they're always like upbeat, energetic, and positive. Yes. They're the nicest people that I've they met are. in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just super giving, yeah, and, and they deserve all the success and all the happiness with their new little family. So, yes, and if you didn't see, they announced it with two big lightsabers and then two little <laughs> lightsabers. And so the, there was going to be an addition to twi- a, a twin addition or something to the family. And it was so cute. That is oh, that, you know what? I saw it, but I was about to go to bed. I didn't read it now, but now I know that it's because they're having twins. Oh my God. I'm so happy for them. Ooh, wouldn't it be yeah. cool if they brought them to cons? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I know. Yudi. I mean, these her- kids are going to be. Yeah. I mean, the kids that have no choice, they're going to be raised in the comic book industry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was just going to say that Yuri, she like brings her kid to the, Theo, she brings him to the comic and he's always dressed up as Bat Baby. So like everybody now knows him as Bat Baby. Bat Baby. I know. It's so cute. Yeah. It's really, it's really endearing. And and it just goes to show that the love of comic books transcends generations within the family. And I think uh, us highlighting the the independent Latinx creators in this uh, goes a long way as well. So I want to thank you girls for sticking with us here doing this. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. I miss you, you guys. You do all the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, awesome, you do amazing stuff. You do the recording, the everything, the like. I like. I don't know. Like, I don't. How do you even record on this? I didn't. I wasn't where you could record on Zoom. It's magic to me, and that's yeah. how I'm just gonna leave it. You're speaking another language. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but I really want to say I miss you guys. I miss recording with you guys. So I'm glad yeah, we're I back to too. it. Yeah. yeah, me too. All right, guys. Well, before we start crying. Uh, this this has this has been episode number seventy three, and we have been your host, I'm Sarah. Oh, but wait! Before we say goodbye, we got to remind people where they can find us. That's right. So yes, you can always find us on Instagram at Comadresi Comics, or on Facebook uh, and Twitter at Comic Comadres. Uh, we have a Snapchat, and you can reach us direct. Uh, Snapchat is Comadresi Comics, or you can email us directly at Comadresi Comics at gmail.com soon to come we will have a youtube video where you can see all our zoom episodes up in there i'm working on it so uh, but also 
I want to ask our listeners if they could actually give us a review on um, iTunes because we are planning to uh, put the reviews on a uh, comic book that we have an ad in. So um, if you want to see your review in print, please be sure to review us on iTunes. Or Thank Apple so- Podcasts or whatever it's called. Or now. Apple Podcasts. I'm not yeah. really... <laughs> I think, I think you have to log on to your iTunes to leave yeah. a message, you know, a review. So uh, hopefully we can hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We have been your host. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye. 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 Bye.